Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Well, if you thought that after the season finale at Abu Dhabi, everyone by now would be at home with their feet up, you couldn't be more wrong. The drivers and the teams are in action today at the Pirelli post-season tyre tests. We had drivers swapping teams, young drivers getting into the cars, cars without any branding on, and drivers in completely plain race suits and camouflage helmets. And what were they testing, and what is it about the tyres they were looking at today ahead of 2023, and what can we learn before the season returns very quickly next year. Let's get up to speed with Autosports' Luke Smith. Luke, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, it's been at least a hot minute since you were on. It's only been, what, two days uh, since the not end of the that. F1 season, not even that. And uh, on on Sunday night, everyone was like, oh, OK, yep, see you next year and everything like that. And I was back at the circuit less than 12 <laughs> hours later for a Nico Holgenberg chat. And then, yeah, back today for testing. But today is literally the final day of school. I'm leaving here this evening. I'm not seeing an F1 track until next year, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, been an interesting day, but I think we're all very ready to wrap up F1 in 2022. Did they find you somewhere to watch the football? Uh, we found ourselves somewhere to watch the football. We went to mm. a, um, there was a Belgian beer bar. Um Ooh. 
by uh, one of the hotels. So, uh, yeah, we uh, went there to watch uh, England and uh, their excellent victory, which is very, very cool. And, uh, yeah, it was nice that I sort of fell on the... the um, Monday day off instead of mm. it being on um, sort of a, a Tuesday or something because I remember watching the World Cup quarterfinal in the media centre a few years back and it's not quite the same atmosphere as being uh, yeah having a nice cold beer or something in your hand. Absolutely. Well, look, tell us what happens uh, at any other race that you go to. They cross the finish line, checkered flag, celebrations. As you're wrapping up and writing all your reports for online and the magazine, etc., what are the teams doing? And well, I guess what I'm asking is how quick do they say, let's get the hell out of here? Um, it is it is quite quick. So basically anything they can get out of the track on the Sunday night, for example, or the Monday they will. All of the teams do pack up, like everyone in the team sort of mucks in and helps put things away into boxes and to freight and put it off to the next race or wherever else it's going to go. Um, but obviously in Abu Dhabi, because we have this test, it does take the pressure off a little bit because A, you need some of those things to be able to do the test and B, obviously you've got another sort of two days or so or whatever to, to get it all done. So uh, yes, yeah, so that sort of leads its way to the final day, which is today's test day. Um, split into two halves basically in terms of um, the, the, the cars that the teams run each team runs two cars one car is for young drivers so that's somebody who started two Grand Prix or less and they can do whatever they want with that basically and then the other car is for the race drivers or future race drivers and that is for Pirelli tyre testing so they're giving the 2023 Pirelli prototype tyres basically to give them a final blast and uh, yeah do a bit of learning ahead of the new season. How close are these Pirellis to what we'll actually go racing with next year? Uh, very close, yeah. There'll be a bit of tinkering, but we spoke with Mario Isola, Pirelli's uh, F1 chief, after the test day, and he said it's all very, very good. He said they want to try and reduce a bit of understeer in the tyres compared to what they encountered this year, which is something we've known about for a while. But um, yeah, I think they're going to be very, very close indeed. They're introducing a sixth compound for any compound fans out there. Uh, <laughs> that will be the C0, which is basically uh, the current C1 and they're going to place that new C1 somewhere between the existing C1 and the C2 so yes I hope people are more excited about that than I am because uh, yeah (laughs) tyres are very interesting in many ways but uh, C0 C1 less so compound fans uh, have pricked their ears up all of a sudden. Uh, let's talk. Uh, so is the test for Pirelli's benefit to fine tune it or is it for the team's benefit for data gathering? Both. So Pirelli or basically any last minute concerns or whatever they'll they'll get. But what they want to do is say, here is what next year's tyre is going to be like. And for the teams to go, cool, we can understand this before we sort of do the actual 2023 cars and tests um, next year. So it's uh, it's kind of a bit of a two-way street. But um, yeah, they probably were very happy. There's no no sort of, um, if you'll pardon the pun, red flags or anything that have come up as a result of this test. So it all sounds like it's, yeah, looking very promising for next year. Um, Pirelli actually ran through some stats with us. They said we had uh, 24 drivers on track today, completing 2,458 laps. That's uh, about two race distances per driver, 13,000 kilometers so lots of data for them to get their teeth stuck into which is really really good and uh, yeah they're they're happy with how the tires went this year and hoping to take another step with it in 2023 and is this like uh oh where am i thinking mexico where they're not marked and the teams have you know it's sort of like a double blind study where the teams don't know or is this is there more information being shared they're not sort of on these kind of unknown tires um there is a bit more information being shared i believe and there's not a prescribed run plan either like the tire test probably would say right we're going to give you these tires you need to do eight laps then pit then five laps then pit with this it's yeah do what you want learn them basically so yeah i think there is a bit more understanding going on 
Oh, that was Austin, wasn't it? I'm thinking of uh, where they were doing. Uh, what was that? Uh, Mexico as well. Yeah, no, both races. Both oh, races. It? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about how the teams did today. We may as well go through championship order as they finish 2022 because why not? And you can explain why we have headlines on the website like Ferrari did a one, two, three. Because, oh, I know. I enjoyed writing explained. that. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Like, hang on, three? Uh, let's get into it, though. Uh, and you can tell us who was driving in what session uh, and any kind of interesting things that come out with the different teams. We'll start with the champions and Red Bull Racing. Uh, what happened today with them? Uh, so they fielded Liam Lawson as their young driver. Lawson's raced in Formula 2 this year. He's going to be serving as the main reserve driver for uh, Red Bull and AlphaTauri, their sister team, next year. And I think he's kind of seen a little bit as next in line on the sort of Red Bull young driver um conveyor belt let's call it and uh, he had a bit of a disappointing year in F2 this year so I think next season is going to be quite important for him it's not entirely clear if he's going to be racing back there or not but um, we'll have to wait and see but uh, yeah but he was in the car for Red Bull and um, he was doing uh, their sort of young young driver running uh, racks up 111 laps very productive day for him and then the main car for Pirelli testing that was split between Sergio Perez in the morning and Max Verstappen in the afternoon um, yeah they both got well over a race distance apiece uh, Verstappen he uh, finished the day fifth fastest, six tenths of a second off the top time. And uh, yeah, that's his final hurrah with the Rebel RB18. It's uh, yeah, that, that that's it now for him. So he's uh, yeah, had a final outing with the car that's won him so much success this year. I wonder if there's anything in his contract that we haven't heard about yet where he gets one of the chassis. I know that uh, Jensen Button had to wait a while to get uh, one of his uh, Braun GP chassis in his collection. But I wouldn't be surprised when you get to his kind of status if you can kind of wangle those sort of things into contract negotiations because that would be very nice for the uh, the Verstappen family collection. Although he's got a pretty nice collection of cars already. I read a, an article about Max's personal collection and they profile his jet as well, which I'm sure he's on already back home. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ferrari, which, as we've said, is the, the headline of today. It is, yeah, a one-two-three, which is something you maybe get at Le Mans or in a sports car race, <laughs> but never in Formula One until now. And, uh, yeah, that's afforded because they split the Pirelli tyre car between... Charles Leclerc in the morning and Carlos Sainz in the afternoon. Uh, Leclerc very early on set a very quick time and was pretty much top all the way through until Sainz then took over for the afternoon session and went, uh, yeah, a tenth quicker. So that gave Sainz P1, Leclerc P2 and then uh, Robert Schwartzman was their driver in the the second car, the young driver car. Um, He's, yeah, raced in Formula 2 for a few years, been their test driver this year. A real brilliant talent one of the drivers that I most think is deserving of a seat in Formula 1 who doesn't have a seat in F1 but uh, yeah he was behind the wheel of the young driver car uh, he was P3 at one point slipped down a little bit as more times came in but then in the final hour went for a, a final run and that got him third place and meant that I could have that wonderful headline of a Ferrari one two three. And I saw George Russell today on his socials uh, sending out pictures of him and his partner just standing on the, the pit wall, you know, watching things go by. It looked, obviously, it was, you know, very quiet in the background of the pictures. It just looked more relaxed, way more relaxed, even than pre-season testing where there's an air of, where there's tension around that. It looked like people had guests there and partners and there was just no intensity to today, which I think is, is nice if you can involve someone like that. So uh, I saw uh, him doing that. I didn't see too much from uh, from Lewis today. Who was driving for Mercedes? Yeah, both of them were. Yeah, they, as you you say it's, it is definitely much 
more relaxed vibe I think for the testing but uh, yeah we had Russell and Hamilton splitting running in the Mercedes as well uh, George in the morning then Lewis in the afternoon and uh, yeah they basically just got lots and lots of laps in Hamilton 17th Russell 23rd so clearly not going for any kind of uh, all out lap time or anything and then uh, probably one of the more interesting and let's say left field drivers uh, out there today for Mercedes was Frederick Vesti who mm. not a name that is often coming up on this podcast but he's in Formula 2 uh, he had his rookie year I believe in F2 this year and I think he's been confirmed for next season with Prima so one of the top top teams and uh, yeah he's been on Mercedes Junior books for about two or three years now so he was out there uh, getting his first ever test in a Formula 1 car he did more than two race distances so that's a lot for your first go but fair play to him uh, Gwen Lagru who's sort of the junior guru let's say for Mercedes he's overseen the rise of George Russell and Esteban Ocon he was on site today watching on very closely as uh, yeah Frederick was doing his first go so uh, yeah nice to have uh, a new name and another Dane as well out there along with uh, well Kevin Magnussen wasn't out there today so uh, yes Frederick Resty flying the flag solo for Denmark we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we will get into the teams who have got some new drivers drivers changing seats and and we'll find out why they were driving unbranded cars with unbranded race suits that's on the way stick around Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. We're talking to Luke Smith, who is in Abu Dhabi right now, having watched the Pirelli tyre test today for us. Uh, Here's a final hurrah of the 2022 season. All right, let's get into Team France, because uh, Alpine uh, beating McLaren to fourth, and we're doing this in championship order. We start to get into teams that have got some different drivers and they've all it was all very kind of grown up and uh, and reasonable and people were released from contracts to go and drive for their new teams. Uh, how did it go for Alpine today? Yeah, as you say, Pierre Gasly making his debut for Alpine and uh, Team France, as you rightly call it, alongside <laughs> Espan Ocon for a French manufacturer and uh, yeah, Gasly had uh, the full day in the Alpine to give him a chance to sort of get used to the team and how they're working. End of the day, fourth fastest, putting a quick lap to towards the end so he was quite happy with that and uh, yeah he said like I can see why this team finished fourth in the constructors like you could really tell I think he sees a big step forward from where he was at AlphaTauri and uh, he said that the potentially seen is even 
greater than what he was uh, was expecting. So that's really, really cool. And he said that everyone has been really nice so far and he's adjusted well. And yeah, there's there was a good sort of uh, a good vibe coming from Pierre when we spoke to him after the session. So yeah, I think he's very happy with that. 130 laps. And across the garage was Jack Doohan, who is uh, looking for a uh, role, I think, with Alpine next year, potentially as their reserve driver, maybe. And uh, he raced in Formula 2 this year. He had a really good rookie season. Uh, more F1 running for him after some FP1s earlier this year and some private testing. Uh, he ended up 11th fastest today. For any fans of uh, more historical stuff in Formula One, uh, check out our Formula One archive in the Autosport podcast channel. Uh, I think there was a, a couple of months back we did a really interesting podcast about Ligier uh, with our chief editor, Kevin Turner. So we talked Patrick Depayet, Ligier, and Jacques Lafitte, and all things French and Team France. And no, don't tell me that the car is made in Enston. Let's just carry on calling it Team France. Let's talk about McLaren then, and another driver who got to get in their new car today. Yeah, Oscar Piastri, probably one of the most anticipated new drivers out there today. Obviously, that contract saga over the summer that dominated the headlines and was such an intriguing case. He um, he finally got to drive that McLaren for the very first time in full McLaren gear and everything. And uh, yeah, he, he he had a good day. He was he was very happy with how it went. There was a red flag caused by Piastri at one point when he had stopped. There was a power unit protection trigger that went on his power unit. McLaren runs conservative settings for the test, so they basically want to make sure it doesn't that doesn't go boom and that they can get everything and through the running uh, all okay so yeah they just that went off basically he stopped the car got the car back he was able to get back out again but um, yeah good for Piastri to get to know his new team at last and he said he's going to the MTC next week for his official introduction and everything like that and from then on they can really start to I think hit the ground running in terms of uh, yeah getting getting him ready for his F1 debut next year and uh, Lando Norris he got the full day over the garage and uh, yeah again helpful understanding for next year's tyres by getting a, a full racing driver in there as well. Interesting, The we didn't really touch on it on Sunday night's podcast. There was a lot to get through and um, we didn't get to talk about uh, a few things I had in the running order, but one of them I was going to ask you about in case anybody looks at the charts on screen and goes, hang on a minute, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, 55 points a piece. Why do we say that Alpha beat Aston in the constructors? They get the cash, they get the grid position. How does that work when they got the same points? Uh, that is done on countbacks. So that basically means who has the most number of highest positions. So basically, right. say say you're tied on points, but you have 10 wins and someone else has nine. The person with 10 wins finishes ahead. So in this case, Alpha Romeo, they had a fifth place finish courtesy of Valtteri Bottas at Imola. And Aston Martin did not finish higher than sixth all season. Basically, because of that P5, that's why Alpha gets sixth in the championship instead of seventh that's all it's based on basically so yeah if i finish fifth in one race and score 10 points and you finish ninth in five races and score 10 points yep i would finish yep. ahead because i've got the higher finishing position in a single race Okay, that's how it works. And so, there you go. There's uh, Valtteri Bottas earning his money uh, with the constructor's cash uh, coming his way. But did he, did he earn his money today? How were Alfa Romeo? Uh, he did. 129 laps. A very busy day for Valtteri Bottas. Wow. And um, yeah, he's uh, certainly earned, earned his cash today. And uh, over the garage was uh, Theo Porcher, who's a 
very exciting talent in Formula 2. Uh, he ended up at the bottom of the timesheets, but I wouldn't read too much into that. 106 laps, and, and Teo, he's been, yeah, fantastic, I think, in, in, in F2 this year, finished as runner-up, and he's a really exciting star for the future. I think he's someone that Alpha really want to cling on to because he's, uh, yeah, real, real class. So, uh, yeah, good to get, see him get some more F1 running as well today. I think it is about $10 million difference. I don't know whether you know that, what, the exact number or not. Around 10 to 12 is kind of the accepted uh, figure per position okay. in the paddock, I think. Yeah, so around uh, I was, that. I was reminding myself of which teams get the sort of participation bonus, if you like, the, the negotiations, the, the Ferraris and Mercedes and McLarens of the world, and the Red Bulls, obviously. And that I was looking down the table thinking, okay, so there's sort of that, that step down. So it certainly is worth uh, a huge, you know, level on points, but a huge amount of money to beat Aston Martin, who had one car running all fully liveried up, hadn't touched it since uh, the race on Sunday. And then they've been busy boys and girls in the garage peeling off all the little decals. Uh, they had to run it unbranded. Tell us about that. Yeah, Fernando Alonso making his long-awaited Aston Martin F1 debut. And uh, that was, I think, one of the intriguing ones. We wondered, would he be allowed to go and do it? And he was, but only if the car was yeah completely free of sponsors. It had an Aston Martin logo, an FIA logo, and a Pirelli logo, and that was it. Otherwise, it looked very, very odd, but kind of, kind of um, satisfying in a way just seeing it sort of all in British racing green pretty much and uh, yeah Alonso he said I'll be wearing a black race suit and that's exactly what he was he had a, a camo dazzle livery on his helmet as well and uh, yeah he he had a he had a great day he was on cloud nine when we spoke to him afterwards and he said that um, when I signed I was 90% happy because the team was I thought it was good but they'd not had a superb starts the season then when they finished the season he said I was 100% happy because they'd made this massive improvement and he said now I'm 100 plus percent happy oh. so it's uh, it's going up and up he's uh, yeah he said that the um, the atmosphere he could feel was so special he said it's amazing to drive for another iconic brand having driven for Ferrari as well um, he said that he had a bit of uh, left back pain because he uh, the seat wasn't quite fitted correctly and things like that in terms of his uh, adjustments so his little things but he said basically today was about getting used to all the systems and everything but he's really really pleased with uh, what he found so yeah very happy Fernando Alonso he's I think fully sort of yeah on board thinking I made the right move for next year and there was an interesting comment uh, someone asked him about the uh, the engine reliability which obviously was such a weak point for Alpine this year and cost him so many points and uh, he said that when he was told the mileage of the engine when he got into the car this morning he was a bit worried because he said by my standards that's like really really high but it ran without missing a beat and he said the reliability is outstanding so uh, yes already little maybe little veiled digs going towards his former team <laughs> about halfway through the day oh, as you pointed out earlier on uh, on your twitter luke smith f1 if our listeners want to follow you he was the first out this morning um i think he was asked halfway through the day how it's going i forget who it was uh, posted uh, that and i think his answer was it was different and it, it kind of made me think of that uh, that friends scene i'm dredging things out of uh, the memory banks where 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 ross uh, ross has an affair uh, yes, and rachel yes. says uh well you know well tell me about it then if you want to talk about it was it better or worse and he goes yeah. well it was just different and i'm like yeah. no fernando just say it's better you, you've left your old team say it's but, but then uh, he, he was the- asked he was then asked like was it was it better like better different and he, he just smiled and didn't say anything <laughs> so it was uh, yeah funny oh, and let's uh, let's carry on oh yeah let's talk a little bit about uh, Haas actually and uh, their drivers today yeah, Nico Hulkenberg, uh, he's back in an F1 car. He's uh, yeah, finally uh, obviously announced last Thursday. We spoke to him yesterday as well, and he's ready to return to F- F1 for the first time in 
what three years next year and uh, yeah. yeah today was important for him to, to get fully up to pace obviously uh, he said he was struggling a little bit physically towards the end said there was sort of human degradation going on in terms of <laughs> just doing the laps he did 110 laps so I think that's to be expected um, for any number fans out there uh, I'm treating all the fans of various niches today uh, he did a, a 1 minute 27.000 and his number is 27 so that wow. gave us a, a brief moment of satisfaction in the media centre uh, let's talk. Oh, and who was he driving with today? Uh, Pietro Fittipaldi. Uh, yes, okay. as you say, Emerson's grandson. He uh, he's been Haas's reserve, obviously, for the past couple of years. Made two Grand Prix starts at the end of 2020 when Roman Grosjean had his accident. But as the rules say, it's two or less starts. He is eligible as a rookie for this test. And uh, yeah, it's unclear what he's going to be doing next year with Haas if he's going to continue with the team or not. Uh, Gunter Steiner said in Brazil, it kind of depends on what Pietro wants to do in terms of racing and how they. Is, yeah. But yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Alpha Tauri, just to finish off the last couple of teams, who was driving for them today? Uh, so they had Nick DeVries making his debut for them. Uh, he's on loan from Mercedes still. He's been Mercedes reserve driver for the past couple of years. We didn't get a chance to speak to him. He was also in unbranded overalls, but the car was fully decked up. Uh, he did more laps than anybody else today, 151. So that's a real mammoth uh, stint by him in the car, but a good chance for him to kind of, yeah, get to grips with where things are at. And uh, they had Yuki Snowder on the other side of the garage, who, uh, yeah, also did a huge number of laps, 135. So what, 286? That's a lot of laps in the day for AlphaTauri. So, uh, yeah, very productive by them. A different running and different uh, intensity, but almost doing a three or two and a half uh, race distance over a day. Uh, again, it's going to take it to Tali. A little, be a little bit sore, I imagine, uh, tomorrow, uh, but uh, he's fine. He can uh, he can cope with that. And finally, Williams, fill us in. Yeah, Logan Sargent confirmed finally as a Formula One driver yesterday. We knew he had the super license. We knew it was coming, but they made that final announcement uh, yesterday afternoon. And he, uh, he said that, yeah, it felt a little bit different today, getting in the car knowing, like, I'm not this isn't an FP1 and it's not like oh, I've got to be super gentle and make sure that I don't crash it and also I get my 100 kilometres and the super licence point that he can now just go for it with the confidence that yeah I am in this car next season I've got the racey and uh, he ended the day 7th and he said that yeah it was a, a good day he got through everything he needed to I asked him if the more running he's done in an F1 car if it's sort of the physicality of it is getting uh, a bit easier to deal with less time to recover and he was like yeah that's definitely what I'm feeling and uh, yeah he's he's um, I think set for some private testing over the winter as well and um, potentially with Alpine in one of their old cars just because of uh, yeah sort of a bit of friendship going on between Williams and Alpine at the moment but he uh, yeah again another good day for him I think just more track time before he makes a step up fully next year uh, Alex Albon his teammate uh, just ahead of him by 10th uh, finished the day sixth fastest so uh, yeah a nice little way for Williams to end the year good experience I think and again hoping they'll be making a step forward next year I'm going to Google now how many days until, and it's brought oh, up a mate, website called oh. The Calculator. Oh. <laughs> oh. You might want to mute, mute this bit. Yeah. TheCalculatorSite.com. 23rd of February yep. is 93 days away. That is terrifying. That, three months I, and a day wow there okay well that's fun so. um no it's it's good like i mean i think we're all gonna miss formula one action over the winter but it's been a long oh. season for everyone i think we're ready for yes. a little bit of a break um but i mean it, the fun's not really going to stop for us is it we've got the autosport yeah. awards there's going to be the fia gala we've going to have lots of news and analysis and it's like yeah i think i'm gonna get home 
have a little sleep and then be like, right, let's get this winter <laughs> right. content and make sure that the good listeners of the Autosport podcast uh, are satisfied over the winter because uh, oh. yeah, there's going to be lots to read and uh, consume. Well, shut that laptop screen, log off. We'll see what the Autosport Awards, uh, all of you guys deserve a massive, massive break now. Uh, as we, uh, as we, let's say, plenty, plenty of stuff still to talk about. There always will be in this sport that we love. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Louisiana Swamplands. Out here, you're either lunch or you're enjoying it. Make sure you end up on top with the all-powerful lineup of Kia SUVs, like the Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento, equipped with available all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, and the interior capacity to bring everything you need. So you'll always remain more than a gator's length ahead. Visit your local Kia dealer today to find your next adventure in our ever-capable lineup of SUVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.